Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of your Brains Coach Podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host, I'm your Brains Coach, and it is my job here to bring to you all the best brain body tools so you could make the best decisions, form the habits you need to form, and ultimately feel, look, do your best, achieve your goals, your dreams faster with less resistance and less suffering. But most importantly, folks, I think that any person who is interested in optimizing their brain wants to understand how to make the brain work for you, with you, be your ally, instead of feeling like it's oh, very often in our ways. And it puts obstacles in our way. Like we want to do one thing, we want to eat healthy, but for some reason, our brain craves all this weird food, right? Uh, At some point in my life, I also had a lot of cravings. And then I started to develop better skills with coping with stress, to uh, regulate my emotions. I organized my environment in a much better way. And so after a while, I lost all of my cravings. And now, no matter where I am, I don't feel like I want to have, I don't know, a lot of a lot of sweets or sugar, etc. Now, even if I go to the most exquisite buffet um, anywhere in the world with the most amount of the most delicious sweets, I really don't care. Like once you rewire your brain for different habits and different, um, you know, eating habits and different food choices. After a while, it really, it's not a struggle anymore, believe it or not, folks. I, I know a lot of people um, in the world right now uh, struggle with, you know, different um, habits that don't really serve them. And one of the of those, so big ones, of course, is eating. And the reason why I mention it here, you know, eating is such a huge um part of our life because it supports our it supports our life. Um, but then also in so many ways it can compromise every single goal that we have. Um, because it changes first and foremost, it changes immediately our blood chemistry, our brain chemistry, and it changes our uh, personality uh, traits. And then after a while, that becomes our character if we do it consistently. And I'm not even talking about possible health complications. So food. Um, If you are, by the way, interested in forming better habits around food, I'm the girl to go to. Um, I've researched and, you know, coached people through and went through my own struggles with that. Um, I can give you the best tools and with time and the right tools, it's going to take, by the way, less time and less effort. You're going to master your eating habits. So you never have to think about diets or losing weight or, or whatever that is, right? So anyhow, now back to the topic of today's podcast. And it is brain optimization. It is still very much related to habit formation because when you optimize for optimal function of your prefrontal cortex, of the one that helps you to make best decisions based on your long-term goals and inspirations, the ones that the one that inhibits the impulses that don't serve you or inappropriate in, for example, environment, society, or again, compromise your uh, goals and your aspirations in, in some way, right? That uh, executive function of our brain of helping us to make best long-term decisions uh, that are aligned with our life's objectives. So 
optimization of the brain, I think first and foremost, it's the optimization. Well, it is an optimization also of lower centers, so to speak, of our brain that are more instinctual and emotional, that are older. But um, for the most part, what you'll experience is that you're going to start making better decisions with that other, you know, logical, uh, newer, younger part of our brain. Um, So, I actually, you know, I shared with you that I moved to Cape Town recently and I'm making new friends. And so I met Rico. He is an athlete and onlinepreneur. He is from Germany. And uh, so he works online a lot and he's very interested in being focused, right? Uh, and for majority of people, ability to focus when we need it, focus in a powerful way so we're not distracted and we are getting things done effectively with all our brain capacities and our fingerprints, so to speak. That is what most people want. This ability, instead of struggling with focus and not being able to do the task fast and effectively. So uh, Rico asked me, like, what do you do? Uh, what would you, where would you start if you were to you know, start at the beginning and wanted to optimize for focus and preventing HDHD, basically meaning, you know, most people, when they say HDHD, it's inability to stay on one objective, on one thing until the end. Um, it's about being pulled uh, to different directions. And it's kind of like having a brain that is more like a squirrel or a dog chasing, you know, many, many squirrels, right? It's like, oh, here, oh, there, oh, there. And then you're like 30 minutes and you still haven't done any progress on the major task that you, for example, said sit down to do at your computer. And so Rico, um, like a lot of actually entrepreneurs have that, like we have these tendencies to uh, try out a lot of things, experiments, jump from one thing to another. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think evolutionary, it actually was a good thing that allowed our species to explore a lot of options. But in order to move things forward, we also need to combine that with the capacity to focus on just one thing till completion. And so how do you train that? Well, you know, meditation, of course, helps. There are a lot of tools. But Rico asked me the specific question, where would you start optimizing your brain for uh, focus, for uh, not being pulled to these different directions, or at least not having to struggle with it and being able to focus on one thing and get things done and move to the next thing? And without skipping a bit, uh, I had the answer. Like, where would I start? I would start with the basics because if you don't do the basics, you cannot hope for other tools to work. So the basics are, and that's what I told Rico, sleep. And by sleep, the basics of effective sleep, of good sleep, is sleeping eight hours, giving yourself a chance to sleep for eight hours. Sometimes, you know, it means in bed even more than eight hours because not uh, not a lot of people um, just go to bed and fall asleep right away. Um, now, for me, it's usually very fast. Um, I don't know, maybe five minutes, like I go to bed and I fall asleep almost instantly, right? Uh, for a lot of people, it's not the case. So sometimes you need to give yourself a better chance to have eight hours of sleep, meaning going to bed a little bit earlier, maybe half an hour earlier. But back to the basics. So sleep eight hours 
And then the second thing, regularity. And a lot of people are kind of surprised. Do I really have to sleep on the same schedule? Yes, you do. Please, folks, remember that your brain, the only, like, there are very few cues that the brain um, takes to understand what time it is and how to optimize uh, every process in the body uh, to make it effective. Like now when it comes to sleep, for example, one of the things that the brain has to do is produce melatonin and produce it timely. So by the time you go to bed, it's there and you're ready to fall asleep and you feel sleepy. Now, how your brain going to do that? Um, is when you go to bed on the same time. Otherwise, your brain doesn't know what to do and when to do it, when to produce that melatonin. Your brain cannot just, you know, you hit the pillow and the pillow and the brain like, or it's time to produce melatonin. It's already too late. And also, <clears throat> and we, we're going to get back to that in um, a minute. Melatonin, folks, is made of serotonin. And the production of that serotonin also has to happen uh, at a certain time, and your brain has to get a signal on when to do it. So all of that to is to say your brain cares when you go to bed, just like it cares when you eat for optimization of your digestive processes. There are so many different enzymes and, you know, things produced and hormones released to break down the, the food, to get the nutrition, to eliminate stuff you don't need, uh, to regulate your blood chemistry in a certain way. So your brain needs to know what time things happen. And if you're switching the time of your sleep or food all the time, it's like giving yourself, and scientists, researchers say that it's like giving yourself a jet lag. They call it social jet lag, but it's not always social. Sometimes you just give it to yourself, not because of social obligations, but because you just, you know, one day decide to go to bed at one time, then the other day, the other time. Um, but what happens is that, you know, hormonal cocktail is not there. And so you're, you're not going to be able to fall asleep um, that effectively, or, you know, your sleep stages also going to be all over the place. Like literally, you might not get your deep sleep or, you know, your rapid eye movement sleep. So something is going to be sacrificed just because you switched the time a couple of hours, two, three hours. That's, you know, um, a huge difference. Um, and again, scientists compare that to giving yourself uh, jet lag. And, that's why going to bed, that when it comes to sleep basics, it's having the chance to sleep for eight hours and giving that chance on the same schedule, right? So this is basic number one. Number two, Enrico also asked me, give me three things, like three things, you know, entrepreneurs, we always like to like, give me three things. Uh, maybe it's uh, everyone, you know, give me the list. So three things. Number one is sleep. Number two is light exposure. Specific light exposure I'm talking about is morning light exposure, right? A couple of hours after sunrise, you're going to get outside and expose yourself basically just without sunglasses, you know, with naked eyes, get outside and allow the sun to land uh, on those special receptors in your eyes that tell the brain, that transmit the signal to the brain that it is daytime and you need to get up and get going, start producing dopamine 
and your, you know, cortisol should start going down, you know, first up and then down uh, after a while, <clears throat> producing serotonin that later in the day going to be made into melatonin, you see. <clears throat> That's why it's also, you know, time is very important. Now you sleep on the same schedule, you wake up, and then your serotonin is produced on the same schedule. When you give yourself, you know, light is the major signal, like the kind of light that you view in the morning, when you view it. It's the signal to your brain that this is the morning time. And in so many hours, we're going to prepare you for bed. But not only that, also your brain starts producing things like dopamine uh, that keeps you alert, away, focused, and energized and ready to learn. And that is the major molecule of motivation and focused and learning, folks, and getting things done, getting results, right? Without proper amount of dopamine, it's going to be harder, much, 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 much harder for you to focus. A lot of folks actually diagnosed with ADHD um, seem to have suboptimal dopamine levels. And dopamine depends on the sun exposure. It's not just about sleep and melatonin at night. It's also about dopamine that keep you awake, alert, and um, focused and learning and motivated to get things done, ready for action. That's what dopamine does. And it needs that light. So your brain needs to know the time and needs to produce the dopamine that is sensitive to light exposure. So first thing in the morning, couple of hours in after sunrise, you know, the sooner the better. Um, you get out there, you view sunlight for 10 minutes if it's bright and sunny for about, um, you know, 20, 30 minutes if it's cloudy or if, if it's raining. And that's what you do uh, every single day. Uh, that is, think, you know, the basic number two that I told Rico about. Uh, so number one, sleep, uh, eight hours on the same schedule. Number two, light exposure in the morning, um, 10 to 30 minutes. And uh, again, when matters, when matters, folks, there are different wavelengths of light. You might notice when you go out in the morning, there is special spectrum of light. The sun is lower and your brain, your eyes actually notice that. Um, the third thing is uh, nutrition. And when it comes to brain nutrition, the basic, get your protein, folks, because your dopamine, for example, is made of protein. Almost every single reaction, um, you know, hormone production, and most of the things that your body does requires protein. Protein is that molecule of action, you know, that goes somewhere, you know, we have different kinds of proteins, thousands and maybe millions of them, and they all do different functions in our body. But in order to produce that and be effective with that, we need to eat a sufficient amount of it. Protein does not come from thin air. And also what is very important, your dopamine, the molecule of focus, you know, the uh, motivation, the energy, the get stuff done molecule is made of protein, specifically amino acid tyrosine, that is predominantly concentrated in animal-based foods, uh, specifically chicken, beef are the chimps, then we have salmon, also a lot of it, but then also we have dairy products that are pretty good. I think eggs are after dairy. Uh, when it comes to amount, plant-based foods are lower. Tofu is the only, I would consider, legitimate source of um, tyrosine that is dopamine made of. And... <clears throat> 
you need to spread it out for optimal function of your brain. So you need to be active and working with your brain in the morning. So get this protein for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner. Um, I usually recommend for females 30 plus grams to, to make it simple. Um, for uh, males, 40 plus grams, three times per day, at least, you know, you can have it more. Um, and those are the basics, folks, for brain optimization. If you want to uh, make focus easier for your body and your brain to create, it is a state uh, that is metabolically demanding and it doesn't come for free. Your brain has to use certain resources and you have to have certain processes started and running on a certain schedule, as you can see, if you want to have optimal brain function. And what that optimal brain function will give you is when you start, you know, getting up on the same time and viewing that sunlight and having your protein and then jumping into work, your brain will also expect that work and will prepare you, meaning release certain chemicals in your brain like dopamine and, you know, acetylcholine. There are many others. Your brain will know that this is the time when you are productive. And that's when your brain is going to start releasing all these neurotransmitters to keep you focused, getting things done. Of course, there is also training to help yourself with focus, you know, certain um, aspects of your workflow that are also important and that help you to stay focused. You know, there is also distraction and um, device management. All of these things I also teach, by the way, folks, in the upcoming cohort, my optimized brain six-week training, where with high performance um, entrepreneurs into high performance, we're going to learn everything from focus optimization to motivation optimization to brain nutrition to how to cancel procrastination and um, remove anxiety when it comes up, increase your focus, increase your confidence, uh, learn how to learn better, how to be more creative according to the literature, get into flow state, right? So all of this, there, this is a combination of skills. You have your biology, um, you have your, um, you know, habits, you have your nutrition, um, you have your lifestyle, but then also there are workflow habits and self-talk. Um, there are also these tools. So back to Rico. So this is what I told Rico. Um, if you want to uh, start uh, your brain optimization and make focus easier for you and prevent HDHD from happening, this is exactly what you do. This is where you start. You start with sleep eight hours and on the same schedule, you know, plus minus 30 minutes. And then you have your light exposure as soon as possible after sunrise close to a week in time. And then nutrition and start with protein. There are many other things about nutrition that are important, like not eating processed sugar or foods that uh, trigger allergic or inflammatory reactions in, in your gut or uh, create uh, imbalanced blood sugar uh, peaks and valleys, right? But start with protein, folks. Um, I think that in the majority of the world, people still don't get the message. Protein is very, very important. Fundamental nutrient that you are made of and without which nothing happens in your body and brain. So get it, get sufficient amounts of it, the right quality. And, you know, I like this um, 
short drill done by Dr. Kelly Starrett. Uh, he is the uh, his uh, Instagram account. Check it out. The Ready State, and he just came out with a book. Might not be yet available. That I'm super excited about. Born to move, and about protein. You know, when it comes to nutrition, he also emphasizes protein, and he had this good saying like what's the best protein well whole food is the best right but then um and only then um like you gotta look into quality and by protein you know and in whole foods most people do not consider plant-based foods just because it's such an unconcentrated source of protein so animal foods are much better sources of the kind of proteins that we need and that's about it, folks. So sleep, light, and protein. If you were to ask me where do I need to start, this is where you need to start. And in exact that sequence, in exact, in exact that order, sleep, light, they're kind of very related. So I actually recommend starting to sleep and that light exposure, and then add your protein as soon as possible and see how much better you're actually going to start feeling and how much, much more consistent your productivity gets. And that's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. On Friday, we are definitely having Chris Masterjourn on our podcast talking about nutrition in depth. He's a PhD of nutrition and I'm going to bring to you a lot of interesting insights and ways to look at your food. And also, we're going to bring to you some practical um, tips, advice on how to optimize your nutrition further, much further, you know. Chris is the guy who talks depth when it comes to nutrition. That's why I love his work. Um, so you have homework to do. By the way, folks, did you know that it takes approximately, on average, several months to form a habit? Depend on the habit and how smart you go about building that habit. In our course, we, we also teach that. How to build habits faster in a smarter way based on current literature. But anyhow, folks... Sleep, light, and protein, right? Get that down. Get that down and then move to other habits that are going to, from that, become much, much, much easier. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Folks, you'd, you'd do me a huge favor if you start sharing this podcast, especially if you're learning something really cool and useful that helps you in, in, in many ways or, you know, in small ways. Share this information first and foremost to help other people live their life better. And then also share this podcast and review it and uh, drop a, you know, five-star review or whatever review. And then also write a message there, like comment why you love the podcast. That really helps this podcast to reach more people. And the most important part is teach each other great things so we all create a better world. And have an awesome day, and you'll hear from me very soon. Stay, I don't know, stay mentally focused, because focus is the ultimate tool, the ultimate, I don't know, weapon that helps you to hit any target. So stay tuned on Friday, and have an awesome day. Till then.